0: This is Inside Friartown with Providence College Athletic Director, Bob Driscoll. Welcome to the Inside Friartown podcast. I'm your host, Mike DeMars. And as always, I'm joined by the Athletic Director for Providence College, Mr. Bob Driscoll. And it seems like our listeners in Indianapolis, Indiana, aren't the parents of my former roommate. They might be the NCAA themselves. As about a few days after our last podcast was released, the NCAA Board of Governors made a statement saying that they are going to look at athletes being able to profit from their likeness. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, I'm glad they're taking the time to really analyze this very, very complicated issue. You know, it's easy to pass a bill and and say we need to do more for our student athletes. And I agree with that. But there needs to be some structure and organization around it. Otherwise, there's going to be some real issues of how we manage this on a on a day to day kind of basis. So I'm looking forward to seeing what those parameters are. And as you and I talked uh, earlier, uh, you just got to make sure you protect the amateur model to the best of uh, the best of our ability. Otherwise we're gonna have some significant issues moving forward.
0: And a lot of news outlets ran with this story, but in the first line it does say that they will look at the athletes benefiting from their name, image, and likeness in a manner consistent with the collegiate model, which has been amateurism in the past. I think that's the key thing that some news outlets may have glossed over or not included in their reports.
1: Well, I think they're confusing it with the pay to play that it's just a free for all now that if you can go out and sign a deal with a car dealership or some business to put your uh, supporting that, I don't think that's that's going to happen. It has to live within the context of the NCA and the rules that we have on campus. And until those details have been worked out, I think um, – it's premature to speculate what's going to happen.
0: Getting back to things here in Friartown, we're in the middle of what we call changeover season. We've already had three of our four fall sports teams competing in the postseason. Hockey's in full swing.
1: Basketball's has got it underway. What do you like most about this time of year? I just think the competition, you know, we've worked so hard to get to this point. The student athletes has been working year round and now you get a chance to, to compete for championships. You know, men's hockey, women's hockey, you're doing really well. So it's just, it's the competition and really seeing the fruits of their labor paying off with the opportunity to peak for championship.
0: And we're still waiting for the women's basketball team's game against Yale to be finished. <laughs> that <laughs> an unfortunate incident, I was there, and the scoreboard went out. They couldn't get it to work. This is going to be made up in
1: December. Have you ever seen anything like that happen? I haven't seen that happen in my career. Usually there's backup systems in place. Unfortunately, it wasn't the case. Uh, I did see a, a pretty uh, – Unusual circumstance. We played Texas a long time ago, where young men uh, went to lay the ball in, and it said zero 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 on the clock, but the red light didn't go on, so they had to make an NCAA rule around that. they were they weren't one tenth of a second in those days. So I've seen some strange endings to games, but unfortunately, um, we'll be able to play this one and and hopefully get the win. And the women's team, they come off the success
0: last season going to the NIT, hosting three NIT games here. And then again, this year, they went off to a great start. Talk about Jim Crowley and what he's done here in Friartown.
1: What's interesting, Jim and I just met for about an hour talking about our continued vision for women's basketball. But he's taken a program that has been down for over 20 years in a very short period of time, created a culture of expectation, recruited some great young women competing at an elite level. And, you know, my goal, our goal is to win a Big East championship. It'll get harder with UConn coming in, but – I have great hope in that, that team, but they're just great people that graduate and they represent us with dignity and class. And it's just, it's exciting to see us get off to a really good start again. And coach Cooley returning a lot of players from last year, brought in a couple new players as
0: well. How excited are you for, to watch this men's basketball team this year?
1: Well, I think we have really unlimited potential. I, I think we um, underachieved on the road against Northwestern and, um, Don't know why that was, and hopefully we'll live and and move on, but it's a long season, and uh, I think we have the opportunity to compete for a championship and make it to the NSA tournament. We're sitting in this beautiful Rowan Friar Development Center, which um, certainly helps us get better and recruit uh, student-athletes. So, you know, high expectations, but you gotta got to prove it on the court. Coming up,
0: we'll hear from Craig Stewart, the head coach of the Friars men's soccer team. But first, I caught up with former Friar Kyron Cartwright. As a junior, he was named the most improved player in the Big East and named to the All-Big East second team. As a senior, he led the Big East in assists per game for the second year in a row and helped the Friars reach the Big East championship game. Our guest is Kyron Cartwright. Kyron, I know you haven't been out of school for too long, but what are some of your favorite memories from your time at Providence College? Um, just being
2: around the team mostly. Um, obviously, you could say all the NCAA tournament games were pretty fun. But also one of the more memorable moments was making it to the Big East Championship after all those overtime games.
0: And for those of us that will never get the opportunity to play in the Big East Championship game at Madison Square Garden, can you describe what it's like to play in such a big game in a world-famous arena?
2: Playing in Madison Square Garden for a Big East final is very special. There's a lot of energy when you walk in the building. We get a lot of energy from the fans who show up and all the alumni from New York who always come to support. And just playing there is just something you kind of dream about as a kid. You know, you never think you'll actually get to live in those big-time moments until you actually get there.
0: And you had to be pretty tired towards the end of that tournament because you were averaging over 40 minutes a game in that tournament.
2: Uh, I wouldn't say I was so much tired. You know, we were banged up. A lot of people with like, lingering injuries and things like that. but. I think our coach, you know, Kenneth White, Ken White, eh, he does such a great job of getting us in shape to play those type of games. We train for the extra, the extra quarter or the overtime when we're in the off season. So I figured, you know, the way we played, we were pretty prepared for it.
0: And since leaving Providence, I know you've played overseas for the last couple of years. Can you talk about the teams that you've played on and what that experience has been like? Uh,
2: my first team I played for was Alba, Feherbar, and Hungary. Rodney was on that team also. You know, we both left Prague at the same time, played on the same team. It made it a lot of fun, uh, but it was a big adjustment for me because the style of play, the style of coaching, is something completely different in Europe. And it was something that we both had to adjust to. And we started off the season pretty great, had a lot of adversity afterwards, and it was just like a great experience learning from that. And now coming over to where I am in Leicester, England, it's, um, it's been fun. You know, we have an American coach here who kind of thinks differently and just you can just see the differences in how they coach and the styles of play because he's more American. He, um, you know, we have a different connection with him. Like he's closer with the players than the most
0: European coaches. And you were enjoying your time in England?
2: Uh, definitely, definitely enjoying my time here. Uh, had a lot of fun, have some great teammates. We, I played two big East players already. We played uh Jonathan Mulmore, who's Georgetown alum. We played him twice already. He played for Manchester and I played Connor Cashaw from Creighton last game that we played actually.
0: And how's your season going for you so far this year?
2: The season has been going pretty well. Um I think we're sitting at 7 and 2 or 7 and 3, maybe 7 and 3 actually. And we're in first place uh, in the cup competition. Uh, it's been going really well for us. Um, the cup playoffs will be coming up on the ninth, And we're in first place of our division. We're waiting to see who we who we will play from the Southern division.
0: Thanks, Kyron. Thanks for taking the time and best of luck the rest of this year. Thank you. Welcome back to the Inside Town podcast. I'm your host, Mike DeMars. And of course, Athletic Director for Providence College, Bob Driscoll, joins us. Bob, I want to talk about recruiting. It's a major, major element in today's athletic landscape. Obviously, basketball at our school is the major place where recruits are coming in, showing them the development center, coming to late night madness. What has changed in recruiting since you've been here in Friartown?
1: Well, at the end of the day, it's all about personal relationships. So that hasn't changed. I think we've done a good job with that. But what's different now is uh, student athletes have a lot more options. Obviously, they can go on a lot more official recruiting visits. They can go on 10 now. They can do a five junior year, senior year. If you look at the graduate uh, level, they can go another five. So I think the competition has gotten a lot keener. Uh, Everybody has world-class facilities. So I think the differentiator for us really is about, if you come to Providence College, we'll guarantee you a world-class education and be able to compete at the highest level, both in uh, the Big East and hockey. So it, it still comes down to, you know, people at the end of the day. That's why you decide to go to a school you want to be around the best people to help you become the best person you can possibly be.
0: And you played college athletics at Ithaca and just recently inducted the Hall of Fame there. What was recruiting like back when you were coming into college?
1: You know, Mike, it was radically different. I was. There was no internet. There was no Twitter. There was no social media. So, you know, a lot of what you looked at were catalogs and then you'd make just a handful of trips. I mean, I was either going to go to BU to play football or the Northeastern to play hockey. And I chose to go to Ithaca College because the coach there at the time was the coach at Lexington High School the year before when I played at Concord High School and we played in the Middlesex League. So he saw us play. We always beat Lexington. So he recruited me to go to upstate New York, but it's still personal relationship. The reason I went there is because he knew me and had a vision for what I could do there. And when I went to visit there, there was another person from Concord that played on the hockey team. So I made that choice based on relationships. Now it turned out to be a great choice because, you know, I am the person I am today relative to athletics because of the education I got there, but uh, it's, it's a lot different. I think a lot more pressure on young men and women today than when I was recruited.
0: And what are some of the questions that you get asked by uh, recruits or maybe their families uh, when they're on campus making visits?
1: Well you know it's interesting I always ask them if they have questions and a lot of times they're overwhelmed by the process because a lot of schools are selling and I'm not about selling to people it's, it providence is the right fit for the right person but I tell them to make their decision on two things number one where are you going to get the best education because at some point even if you plan the NBA and the NHL your career is going to come to an end so you got to have a a big time education. So you have a job. And I said, and secondly, and equally importantly, pick the school that you're going to be surrounded by the best people and don't let anybody press you into it. And that's really what I tell them. And I promise they send their daughter or child or son to Providence College. I'll treat them just like my own children, hold them accountable. When they crash and burn, I'll pick them up and help them. And you really want to be in an environment where you really care and love the young people that come here. I think we do a good job with that.
0: Do you have any memorable stories from recruit visiting or interaction with a recruit that stands out in your
1: mind? You know, that's a really interesting one. You know, I've had, um, <laughs> I had one when I was at the University of California where I, we were recruiting a 300 pound offensive lineman and we were on Telegraph Ave with his mom and dad. And unfortunately, Berkeley was a pretty uh, bizarre place at time. And, and uh, we were sitting in the front window of the lobby and I looked out the window and there was a naked family that literally walked by pushing, pushing a, a naked a naked child, right? Which I guess was okay at those times in Berkeley. And the mother and father looked at their son and said, thank you very much. We're leaving. And I said, <laughs> probably a wise idea. So I, that's probably up there in one of the top, top, 10 list of any recruiting visit. Uh, and Berkeley wasn't for everybody, right? That <laughs> seems like it'd be a story hard to top. <laughs> That's a good one, right? I'm not sure we want to top that story right.
0: either. With this being the November episode, Bob and I will share some Thanksgiving stories as well as what we are thankful for. But first, I spoke with the head coach of the men's soccer team, Craig Stewart. Our next guest is in his eighth season as the head coach of the Friars men's soccer team. During his time in Providence, he has guided the squad to be at least the Big Biggie semifinals five times in the last six years including two appearances in the championship game and winning the biggest championship in 2014. Our guest is Craig Stewart. Coach, how has recruiting changed since the time you were playing and since you've been coaching?
3: Yeah, I think to go back to when I was playing was it was a long time ago. So, um, But I think even in the time of um, coaching and my coaching career, I think the, uh, the exposure to players is obviously far greater um, in the sense that, I think we're able to access uh, whether it's video, uh, live footage, highlight films, game footage, um, obviously to get a, a heads up on a player. Um, and I think on the flip side of that, um, I think recruits, whether it's domestic or international, um, are also able to access our webpage and uh, Twitter account and find out more about our program. You know, I think um, certainly back in the day when I was playing, it was a little bit of a, a shot in the dark you know it was, you, you didn't always know what you're getting into um both sides i think now there's obviously a lot more information out there which is helpful for both the recruit and the, the recruiters when you're
0: recruiting student athletes what characteristics are you looking for
3: yeah it's tough there's, i don't think it's an exact science but i think there's uh obviously qualities and traits you, you certainly look for in players um i think for us it's got to be a you know, fit our style of play and, and system of play. So I think there's a technical aspect, a tactical aspect. We're looking for small players, you know, obviously got to be able to uh, have some athleticism to, to compete at this level, um, you know, and then obviously the personality and the the probably the psychosocial side of things, which is often the, the most difficult, you know, in terms of a player's character and mental toughness and steel and grit, you know, and, and we're trying to find out as much as we can about that. Uh, individual through many different resources uh, to, again, make sure he's a right fit for our program. You know, so I think there is a type of player we recruit at Providence College and we, we've stuck to that. Um, again, good soccer player for first and foremost, uh, good team players uh, and good people. You know, I think at the end of the day, that's what we're, we are looking for.
0: And what expectations did you set for the team prior to the season?
3: I think every season here at Providence now is our expectation is that we want to be competing for a national championship. Um, so uh, our goal is to be in the NCAA tournament you know I think for, for us to have a shot at winning it um I think we we obviously have to be in the mix uh, so our goal every year is to be in the, the NCAA tournament so uh, that's easy said you know not is always easily done so I think a lot of work goes into that um in preparation in, in our of conference schedule uh, obviously the biggest conference is, is is a great conference to be part of. Um, very competitive top to bottom and uh, we are looking to, to win championships there also um, but again I think we want to represent Providence uh, the athletic department uh, um, the school community obviously at the national level so our goal every year is to do that um, and we work our way and navigate our way through the season and, and, and try and get ourselves to that point
0: Welcome back to the Inside Town Podcast I'm your host Mike DeBars, and of course I'm joined by the athletic director at Providence College Mr. Bob Driscoll Bob, it's Thanksgiving time. What,
1: what are your favorite Thanksgiving memories or tradition that you have? Well, it's interesting. I was talking to Arthur Parks today about high school football, and I think my favorite Thanksgiving memory was playing football against Lexington High School in front of you know thousands of people at Concord-Cylar High School on Thanksgiving Day because all of the town would come out, all of the former uh, people who moved away would come out. And that was just something I wanted to do. When I was a kid from six years old on and then then after the game, you'd go home with your family, you'd have turkey dinner and you know particularly if you won the game, that was one of the most euphoric feelings. But that feeling of competing for your town and playing a sport that you loved and then having Thanksgiving uh, day with your family is something I still remember as one of my fondest memories.
0: Any big family traditions you had on Thanksgiving other than the football games?
1: Yeah, just that I lived beside my Italian grandfather and would go over there and, and they would make all sorts of great food. And I remember one year he decided he was going to uh, get a stuffed pig. So I remember him having a fully stuffed pig with an apple in its mouth sitting on the table. Of course, I didn't I didn't have anything to do with that at the time. I think I ran out the back door, but just the the weird foods that he would create as an Italian Um, chef was just kind of fun. And I I had to try everything. He made me try it, but there's a lot of foods today. I wouldn't eat because of him.
0: (laughs) For me, there's two memories that stick out. One having to do with football. I didn't play football, but I remember being in middle school, maybe like seventh grade going to watch the Maynard high school football game, my little high school in Maynard, Massachusetts. And they were playing Neshoba, which is a regional school. And the quarterback for Neshoba was Hal Gill, who went on to play, uh, here at Providence College and then in the NHL as well. Uh, and Neshoba beat Maynard uh, 77 to nothing Oof. in that game. And I'm pretty sure I saw the first ever uh, negative yard punt <laughs> without it being blocked. The wind was blowing very strong that day, and the putter kicked the ball up, and the wind blew the ball back over his head. I think it went for a safety as well. Uh, so not a not a high moment in the Maynard High football legacy, uh, but it's something that stuck out in my mind. What are some of the things that you're thankful for at this time of year?
1: And I, I have just a, a gratitude and appreciate for being, being alive at that great time in the world, and having uh, three beautiful children and a granddaughter and a beautiful wife, and I get to do live my life's purpose working at a school like Providence College to help young people become the best they can be, and you know, just live in a country that you can um, you can do anything you want if you work hard. So, just grateful to be alive and uh, have my my freedom.
0: Absolutely. And, and when I thought, when I was thinking about, you know, what I'm thankful for and my family, my friends, you know, people that mean the most to me, but also, you know, the opportunity to come here to Providence that you were a big part of and having the opportunity to host on that, you know, host this podcast with you as well has meant a lot. And I'm thankful for a lot of people here in Friartown as well. They've treated me really well. It's only my second year here and they took me in right away. Uh, they've treated me nothing but with respect. And uh people talk about, you know, having a work family. And I think in Friartown, we really do have that special mix of people that do become your family when you work here.
1: I think that's what makes us successful. It's a collaborative group of people who are selfless, that don't care about who gets the credit. And it really is this us, we together, Friars family. It's, uh, you know, sound bites like that uh, don't mean anything unless you live it in daily action. And I'm happy to hear that you've experienced that and we're thrilled that you're part of our family.
0: Thanks for listening to Inside Friartown. Make sure you like and subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app. And as always, go Friars!